Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and buckle your seatbelts. It's time for your weekly ride along with the Bikes on Mikes. This is Drive By. Welcome, welcome to a very special edition of the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast. I am one half of the Mice on Mics, Mike J. I was originally not going to put an episode together this week as a producer of the show. I thought that myself and Mike S. deserved a nice little break, and that was exactly what I was going to do. However, after listening back to the prediction episode last week, which is my personal favorite uh, episode that we do, I noticed there was a little editing snafu at the end, so I thought, you know, I could fix that up this week and then put that at the end of the episode the way it should have been uh, so that you guys can hear it clearly, and then I'll put it at the end. If you got what you needed out of last week's episode, then you can just listen to the beginning of this and shut it off. It's totally your call. So, at the end of the episode, you're going to get our predictions section once more. At the beginning of the episode, I I wanted to reach out to the team here at Drive-By Wrestling Podcast uh, within the Near Fall Network itself and just kind of get some opinions and ideas and thoughts on Wrestler of the Decade. We are in the 2020s. And I just thought, looking back 10 years, that maybe I could get some opinions from not only myself and my co-host, Mike S., but, you know, some of the other crew that we work with. So I I, I instructed, you know, some of our team members to go ahead and just sit down, record their thoughts on Wrestler of the Decade, and I would put it together and put it out for all of you to listen to, digest, and give your opinions. So, here it is. Drive-bys, wrestlers of the decade. 2010 to 2000, I guess 20. No, I don't know how that works. The weird decade thing. The last 10 years in pro wrestling. Mr. Vest here. I have been asked to give my pick for the best professional wrestler of the decade. I posted a list on the Nearfall Network Facebook page saying that Kazuchika Okada is the best professional wrestler of the decade. I'm going to take this in a different direction, though. I'm going to say that the most important and influential professional wrestler of the decade is none other than CM Punk. Bart with a super short decade report. That's right, it's a new year, it's the end of a decade, and what we're here to do on the show, which we highly appreciate you having us back. That's right, we very much appreciate that. That's right, and uh, it, it's a new year, and what we're going to do is we're here to say what we think is our wrestler of the decade. That's right, the wrestler of the decade, the big man. No, don't, don't, not yet, Boris. Let me go first, then you can say who your wrestler is. 
My wrestler of the decade is none other than AJ Styles. He finally made his way into the WWE, and he's just absolutely spectacular. I do like that man. He has a very curly haircut, but I do like him. He's a very good man. Very good wrestler. That's right, wrestler. I pick Nikolai Volkov. No, Boris, what are you, you cannot pick Nikolai Volkov. Do not say what I can pick. I picked the big man, the big man from the USSR. Boris, there isn't even a USSR anymore. What in God's name are you talking about? I pick Nikolai Volkov. That is my man, the big man. The big man of the decade. That's right, Nikolai, and your burnt marshmallow head. You are the big man. Well, that's just absolutely ridiculous. But AJ Styles is an actual serious answer, and he's phenomenal. I see what you did there. I like that. That is very good indeed. That's right. But uh, anyways, I hope everybody had a fantastic New Year and holiday. And uh, thanks for having us, guys. We appreciate it so much. That's right. I am Boris, and this is my jerk friend here, Bart. Actually, he's not my friend. I do not like him at all. Boris, come on. We didn't pick each other. Let's not, uh, let's not play games here. I wouldn't have chose you either. All right, shut your mouth. I do choose you. I like you. You are a little sniveling rat. Good day. Hey everyone, it's your second favorite host to drive by, Mike S. Hell, I'm only my second favorite host to drive by, so I don't I get why I'm your second favorite host, aka the king of nerds, aka the sensual swami of the squared circle. And as the decade comes to a close, we here at Drive By and the Near Fall Network wanted to each of us give a shout out to what we think is our wrestler of the decade. Now, out of all the names that I batted about in my mind, John Cena, you know, big match John. His first decade, first half of the decade strong, second half not so much. CM Punk was another name that came to mind. Mm, what he did for the business in the first half, hell, him even leaving the business changed it a little, changed it for the better. Then the rise of Daniel Bryan, the rise of Charlotte, the greatest female performer of all time. These were all names that I batted about and debated upon. But at the end of the day, the only name that matters in this conversation is your reigning, defending NJPWIWGP. Heavyweight champion of the world, Kazuchika Okada, the rainmaker, the man that made you aware of who Kenny fucking Omega is because he went out there and put on three five plus star matches with the dude. 
made the dude a household name for you. You wouldn't even fucking know who Kenny Omega was if it wasn't for Okada. The man has had five-star matches with every person he gets in the ring with. Not only is he the best wrestler on the face of the planet, he's a fucking star maker. You climb in a ring with this dude, you're a fucking star after the match is over. No one else has had that ability this year. The biggest names you know have all, all, all gone up against this dude and fallen. This man is the greatest wrestler on the face of the planet, has been for five years. Get yourself an NJPW world account and educate yourself, motherfuckers. King out. Welcome, welcome, guys. It's Mike J here once again to give you my wrestler of the decade. Now, this is a tough one for me, and I wanted to be a little thorough. I did a little research. I did find a good article. So some of the stuff I'm about to go over is from GiveMeSport.com. Um, it's really hard to remember 10 years of pro wrestling. It's hard for me to remember 10 weeks of pro wrestling sometimes uh, with storylines and everything. So I I looked over a list. I already had my pick. Uh, I already had in my head who I wanted to pick for wrestler of the decade. You know, me and the crew, the team here at Drive-By and Near Phone Network kind of discussed it. And kind of a little bit of, I don't want to say dissension a little bit. Maybe I don't agree with that. Any of this, that, and the other. I was happy to see on a, you know, a list online that, my pick was on there, so I didn't think I was that far off, but I, I want to go into it, and it was a little bit of a toss-up uh, between two. I gave the edge to John Cena, and, and and I'll explain why, and then maybe I'll give you my runner-up, uh, but I picked John Cena for wrestler of the decade for a few reasons, and, and this is, you know, some of the accolades he achieved uh, within the last 10 years, and this is, like I said, I did some research, give some credit to GiveMeSport.com. Uh, his decade started out, you know, with big feuds against Batista, uh, against the Nexus faction, which he, I kind of destroyed. That was a little bit in a time frame where I was cloudy with pro wrestling. Um, and then he's going head to head with The Rock. I mean, we're doing, the WrestleMania, John Cena, rock stuff. I mean, big stuff. Fighting and having feuds with Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, Randy Orton, and most recently, I guess you could say, AJ Styles. Uh, he's one of the guys. John Cena is one of the guys that I'm going to say the company tasks and he tasks himself with making AJ Styles seem like he's always been in WWE because that's how it feels to me. And believe me, AJ Styles could be on this list, could be one of my choice just as easily. Uh, and John Cena is partially, you know, to credit for that. Um, he's also in this 10 year, you know, span. He's won the Royal Rumble. He's won either the WWE Championship or a wor the World Heavyweight Championship uh, 11 times in that 10 years. And 
you know, it's hard to disagree with this, but he tried and I think successfully achieved making, at least for that time, the U.S. title a relevant title. Uh, his U.S. title, U.S. Championship Open Challenge, was some of the best stuff uh, he had done in a long time. And personally, one of my favorite times was John Cena. Um, you know, a debuting Kevin Owens got to go against John Cena and, you know, help to kind of be made by John Cena. Like, this stuff is all very, very important to the legacy of John Cena. This stuff is all very, very important, in my opinion, to this last decade of pro wrestling. Uh, and I think it's hard to argue that. Now, you know, when you look back, some of Cena's bigger stuff may have been before this decade. You know, Cena kind of Cena kind of single-handedly pulled this company through the Chris Benoit muck and mire and all that horrible stuff and kept pro wrestling alive. Uh, I picked John Cena because if I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys, which I try to do all the time, I have gone from one of the biggest, loudest, ignorant John Cena haters to a huge fan. To be quite honest with you, I miss John Cena. I miss seeing him wrestle. I miss seeing him give promos. I miss seeing him in the ring. Just seeing him come back at WrestleMania 35 with the Thugonomics gear, uh, the, it just, man, it, it brought back nostalgia. I really enjoyed it. The segment was great. It just reminded me of how important John Cena is in, in this time where I'm a fan now and I wasn't before. I think this last decade was very, very important to me personally for the career of John Cena to change my mind. Now, I will give you real quick my runner-up uh, for wrestler of the decade. Uh, man, it's hard to it's hard to disagree with Daniel Bryan, man. I think he belongs at least in the conversation. The Yes Movement was organic. You cannot take that away. He got himself over uh, with the crowd and became a fan favorite, and his arguably one of the most popular wrestlers in pro wrestling today still after a, a retirement and then being able to be cleared and come out of it. It's hard to argue that Daniel Bryan hasn't had one of the most important 10 years in pro wrestling in the last 10 years. Um, he's my runner-up. He's a close second. Uh, the reason, like I said, I picked John Cena is because he's turned me around on him, on his career. And I think when you lump that in to me personally, plus with everything he's doing outside of the company, all the movies, the acting, uh, the hosting of events. Yes, that's outside of the bubble, but it brings attention back to pro wrestling. It brings attention back to WWE. It's all encompassing. You know, he still feels like a part of the WWE family where the rock has kind of completely move past that part of his life. I hope that John Cena never does. I hope that we get that, you know, that record-breaking title reign. I hope it's soon. Uh, we've got to let that genie out of the bottle. we got to drink that bottle of beer that's been pulled off the wall. We will see what happens. Guys, that wraps up our show for today, uh, at least this portion of it. And like I said, we're going to run right into the predictions from last week. If you listen to them already and you got what you needed out of them, great. You can go ahead and shut it off right now. But if the 
the editing snafu on my end kind of ruined it for you. I'm going to hopefully get this cleared up for you and have a cleaner version for you to actually hear what Mike and I were trying to discuss. So thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of the show. And if you're shutting it off, I mean, I guess I'll give it to you this time because I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. So, you think you're untouchable? Word life. This is basic thugonomics. This is basic thugonomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Word life. This is basic, basic thugonomics. Word life. All right, Mike. Get your bottles out. The crystal variety. We're going to rub them. We're going to look at them. And we're going to make predictions. I'm ready to go, bro. I'm ready. I got about 10 sitting here ready to fire off. So I'll, oh, I'll start us off. You went fucking 10 this year? See, I only did I only did five this year, but I got a few more that I was like holding on to that I wasn't sure. So let me jot them down real fast while you, you go ahead and fire <laughs> off your first one. These are these, I went I went ham. Okay, here we go. Two years ago, I predicted that Roman Reigns would defeat Brock Lesnar for the Universal Title at WrestleMania, and he would do it without winning the Royal Rumble to get that match. I was right. And this year, I'm going to make another prediction, a little bit in a different way. I'm going to predict that Roman Reigns will not only not main event mania, but he won't even get a title shot for the Universal or the WWE Championship until way down the line after WrestleMania. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? Uh, very interesting indeed. I'm starting off with a bold one myself, sir. Okay. I predict the in-ring retirement of one John Cena. Wow. So we're never going to get that, uh... Ric Flair breaking win, huh? Uh, I didn't say we weren't going to get that. Oh. Ooh. Mmm. Mmm. Wait for prediction number two, Mike, but it's cool. We'll go ahead and wrap them into this one. Cena gets 17. Cena gets 17 title wins. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, I think it's, we got to take that bottle off the wall, right? I mean, we have to. It has we, to happen. It has to happen. Drank, I'm sorry, we like drank 99. We we passed around eight, 98 bottles of beer, so we gotta we gotta get to that 99. That's what I'm saying, man. Like you can't. You did it. You set the stage. Like yep. let's see it. Yep. Yeah, I want to see it. I do. All right. Two years ago, again, I went I went deep on this, Mike. I predicted. A CM Punk return to WWE. I was pretty flipping wrong. But this year, I'm going to once again predict not only will CM Punk return to wrestle in WWE, but his wife, AJ Lee, will also return to the ring under the WWE banner. Oh, nice. Nice. I don't even... That's... Seems like real, e- not real easy, you know, but that's like not, 
outside the realm of possibility anymore, man. She wasn't the one that lost the love of wrestling. She was just a good-ass wife. Yep. So, I don't know. It's, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Um, for my next one, Shayna Baszler, Raw or SmackDown champion? I mean, yeah, I think that's a pretty solid prediction. Um, the groundwork's been laid in multiple ways, so, yeah, I like it. I think it's a solid, solid prediction. Uh, we're going to kind of stay in that same world here, Mike. Um, my next prediction is Keith Lee will be a Final Four spot in the Royal Rumble, and he's my sleeper prediction to win the whole thing. Wow, nice. Nice. I would love it. I mean, we know he impressed at Survivor Series. Uh, I I would love to see Keith Lee versus Brock Lesnar. I'm just saying that and putting it out there. Um, so, you know, put it in the universe and see what happens. Right, Mike? Hey, you know, man, I've seen the secret. Just say if you put it out there. That being said... I don't want to see Brock Lesnar as champ till WrestleMania, but I'm just being realistic. It'd be a statement-making win, and if you're looking for a dude to put that win on, would not be a bad guy to do it. Um, next up for me, this is kind of weird because it's like it's almost like I'm making two predictions for this person, but I'm not. It's more of a shit or get off the pot thing, right? Okay. Flip Gordon is either going to become the Ring of Honor champion or leave Ring of Honor. Like something, he's going, something's going to happen. Him and this company, this company and him, whoever, whatever, they're going, one of them's going to shit or get off the pot. And be that Ring of Honor putting the title on him or him just fucking leaving, it doesn't matter. Something's going to change with this situation. Yep, I, I think that's a pretty solid prediction, my man. I really do. I got a slightly, I don't want to say bolder one, because I don't want to discredit what you just said. Uh, but maybe this might be my uh, two-year-ago CM Punk or my last-year Y2J prediction, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. 2020 will bring us the return of Ronda Rousey, who will not only come back, but win the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, she's been my pick to win the Women's Royal Rumble for quite some time. Uh, oh, there you go. I feel like partly part of the reason that Becky still has the title is so Ronda can take it from her. Uh, yeah, but I actually have a different take on that, too. I think I have it in here, but we'll see. Maybe not. Maybe I'll just explain it off air. Okay. I've <laughs> um, got New Japan Pro Wrestling gets a solid American TV slot. I don't know what that means exactly, but... Uh, you know, I'm not saying, but I don't know what that means exactly. I mean, I'm not saying what channel, uh, what day of the week or anything, but it's going to be on a TV channel that pretty much everyone gets, and it's not going to be on at like three in the morning. It's going to be like, you know, <laughs> 10 o'clock at night. Yep. Yep. I like it. I think it's solid. All right. I have... For my next prediction. 
2020 will bring us the sequel, finally, uh, or the next step, the second all-women's pay-per-view evolution 2. I, this year should have brought it, but yeah. Yeah, we need that. I'm all for it, this it, prediction. I think it was going to come, and from the way it sounds, there was so much going on, and Triple H even said it, I mean, blatantly said it in one of his calls, like, they didn't want to just do it to do it, and the stuff wasn't lined up the right way, and, you know, they didn't have the time or the storylines to put into it, so they didn't just want to throw something together, which I actually think they should be praised for. You know what I mean? Like, they know this is a special thing, so let's just not throw a bunch of matches together and hope for the best. Let's make it a big deal. Um, let's give it the time to focus on it, and they didn't have that for whatever reason, the way everything's lined up this year. And actually, another thing that was cited was making sure the first women's match in Saudi Arabia took place uh, was a little higher priority. And I can get with that. I understand that. Um, and we can come back to evolution, and I think it will happen. I really do. I really do, too. I, I think they need to get back to... Uh, you're right. There were other things that, that were bigger this year for the women's movement than having a pay-per-view. That's that's an astute uh, observation on that. Uh, here's a bold one that I think you might like, and I think it might actually be one of your predictions, just if I had to guess which one of my predictions is most like your predictions. Okay. AEW fails to break one million viewers. I did not make that prediction, but, I mean, I, let me say I didn't make that specific of a prediction when it comes to the AEW viewership, but I do have some cryptic slash similar AEW predictions, so that'll be fun to hit here in a little bit. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I It's hard to disagree with, man. It really is. Um... You know, I think I think they have a decent to good product. I don't think you know we've discussed this. We do it every week. It's 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 fine to watch. It's not changing my life, and I think that's what they set out to do. And it hasn't done that. And I don't think I'm the only one that feels that way. So I think it's just become. They have their hardcore, and they're going to pull in, you know, the few extra that just want to watch more wrestling, and that's going to be about it, man. Well, Unless they, something they've changes. openly said we don't, we're just they catering. don't care about casuals. They don't. They're just catering to the hardcore, so yep. you know. But that's just kind of something I see coming from this product. I, I yeah. think people wanted WCW, and what we're getting is something that's uh more in line with ECW. Yeah, I, I can say that. I can see that. Um, I actually should have uh, piggybacked this one on the Ronda Rousey one. And I had them written down in the wrong order. So, I'll just throw it out here now. Uh, this year we will finally see the four horsewomen of MMA versus the four horsewomen of pro wrestling. This is the year, Mike. Ronda's going to come back. She's going to uh, win the Rumble. She's going to become a main roster champion again. And we're going to have we're going to have a feud. We're going to have the 
the horsewoman versus the horsewoman, and it's finally going to happen. I would love this. I really I, I would. would. Cuz I, I think it's I still don't think that uh Marina Shafir and Justin Duke are near ready for that spotlight, but uh I think that we've got six other people in there that could cover their asses. Yeah, I also think we got a long time before it actually becomes what it could be, possibly even going into the next year for WrestleMania. So I think it's something that could start late 2020 and go into the next year, possibly. So I, I think it's time. There's definitely time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, they've got, like, saying it's happening in 2020 doesn't mean it's happening like, in, like, four months, you know? Like, right, exactly. got a whole another 12 months. So exactly. it could something shit like towards the end of the year Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That's probably yep. the likely spot. Hell yeah, I'm for that. Um, Kenny Omega defeats Chris Jericho for the AEW title. I think it's a solid prediction. It kind of coincides with one of my predictions a little bit, so uh, you you understand that when I give it. I mean, someone eventually. It's, it's kind of like. Predicting uh, Omega is going to lose the IWGP, like obviously Jericho has to lose it, right? I mean, at some point. But I like your prediction of Omega. Um, I would say right now they're not doing anything to prove to me that he's going to be the one. I think that's but why. I think that's why. I, I, that does make sense when you look at it that way. So, yeah, I like it. It's a good prediction, man. It's definitely a good prediction. Um, I. I, I I have a prediction that kind of coincides with that. Let me see if I can find it, because I don't want to, like, lose my spot. I kind of tried to put a flow to these, but uh, see if it throws it off a little bit. Um, it, it doesn't really. AEW's main event scene will gain steam with Jericho, Omega... Pac and MJF shining as the focus of the company. And I have in parentheses, MJF will win the AEW title. Wow. That's bold. That's bold. Because it seems to me they've got a log jam for that title. They do. They really do. They really do. Jericho's the Brock of WWE right now. Mm-hmm. They really do. They're looking at like a summer of 2018 WWE. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, I just want everyone to realize I just gave AEW credit saying their main roster would shine, or their main men's division, main card main men's division would shine. You heard that, right? Oh, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> We've all heard that. Come on, Mike. I've heard it a billion times. I just want to make sure that everyone knows that I can give them credit. Go yeah, ahead. I know. You give them credit. Um, this last one's kind of like esoteric. Um, NXT further progresses as its own brand. This is another one of those ones where I don't really know what it means. I, I don't, you know. Kind of like know. Bray Wyatt doing but, something? Yes. They're going to they're gonna do something to further develop themselves. 
Well, if your prediction, if this prediction lines up like your Bray Wyatt prediction, that's huge. <laughs> that well, that's true. That's true. And that's all. That's all I've got. Yeah, I like it. It's a good prediction. That's all. That's the rest of your predictions. Yes. All right. Let me run through mine. So I'm swinging for the fences with this one here. Okay. But 2020, we will see our first ship jumper. Of AEW to WWE, Mike. Oh, do you have a prediction who it will be? And it's gonna be John Moxley. What? It's probably gonna be Burt Baker, but I'm saying John Moxley. <laughs> we all know that he has that one year opt out in his contract, so I'm just predicting that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say this in the most uh, I don't want to say ignorant or pig-headed way. I'm predicted if this dude is not AEW champion by the time his year's up, he's out of there. Uh, he's out of there. He comes back to make that Shield money and work with his wife again. He'll have more leverage. He'll put things in his contract to give him more leverage. And he'll still be Dean Ambrose. <laughs> but it's probably Britt Baker. Probably. <laughs> Alright, my next prediction. Um, this is kinda this is kind of a cheap prediction, but I just I, I just I just this is how I see it, man. AEW's women division will continue to underwhelm. Wow. Shocker. <laughs> Just don't see them making moves to improve that. My final prediction actually touches on that. Uh, let me throw this one out there. This is an easy one. Jurassic Express will win the AEW tag titles in 2020. Yeah, man, I'm for that. Let's fucking do it. These guys are over. Let's, yeah, let's they're over. That's on. why. They're over. People like them. They can throw Marco Stunt in the garbage can. It'll be great. Um, Alright, my final prediction. And this might have a little bit of a explanation on this one. Uh, so it's good that it's to end. The Revival will sign with AEW. Becoming the first major quote-unquote get since Moxley for AEW. That being said, WWE will actually top that by signing Tessa Blanchard. Wow. Which also ties into the AEW's women division won't do anything special. Yeah, that would have been the specialist thing they could do, too. Here's the thing, you know, the debate, you hear it online, like Tessa needs to go to WWE or AEW, she needs to be there, that's, you know, Tolly's there, like she should be there, blah, blah, blah. If you're Tessa Blanchard, and you're the top woman in the industry outside of WWE, and you're looking around and you're watching what's going on in NXT... Uh, and then you, even though they're not doing as well on the main roster, 
But you compare, look at that, and you compare that to what is happening in AEW. Do you really want to go be the only star on a roster? How does that help you? No, I mean, there's no one there she can even have good matches with. I mean, she'd probably be able to pull something out of Brett. She'd probably be able to pull something out of Chris Statlander. But, like, okay, well, there's those two. You know what I mean? That's it. Then what? Then what do you do? I mean, I just don't think it would be the good move for her, man. Like, you know, if AEW's still a thing in 2025, and she does a three-year run with WWE, and she wants to try something different, and they've beefed up their women's division, and they've actually made it a priority instead of a sideshow, then maybe. But, I mean, if I'm... I just don't think you... I don't think she has anything to benefit by going to that company. Like, I don't think it helps her at all. I think it actually could hurt her. Oh, yeah, it totally sets her back. Totally sets her back. Right now, she's having outstanding matches with men. She's going to go to a women's division that has nothing to offer, and it's going to set her back. Yeah, nope, I I couldn't agree more. Um, I just think... I think that'll be one of those... Like, we've talked a lot about the the hype that a lot of fans put into AEW and who they're going to steal from WWE. And they haven't really done one yet. I think it's made... I think it's the it's a, it's a bad thing the fans do to kind of discredit their own company that they love. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a bad thing the Dirt Sheets do to put those rumors and feed those rumors out there because it, it, it looks silly. You know, and we're hearing almost weekly now of guys and girls in WWE signing new five-year deals. Like, guys, you got to stop pushing the narrative that everyone there is miserable because clearly they are. You know what I mean? Like, clearly there's a few people on that roster that enjoy working for the WWE. I mean, we just got we just got new contracts from New Day. John Morrison just came back. I mean. <laughs> they're, 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 and let me throw this out here. You know, we had the re- recent round of releases. We didn't really talk much about it on the show, but like, with the exception of Luke Harper, like those guys aren't going to do anything. You know what I mean? Like Sin Cara. Oh, big deal. You know? Yeah. What like, did you do? You're going to go to AAA, you're going to have a mediocre run there, and that's going to be that, and you're probably going to want to come back. Because you're not going to make the money you thought you would make, and you're still not going to be the star you thought you should be. And that's what a lot of this comes down to. Most of these people who are unhappy are unhappy because they're not the top guy or top girl. You know what I mean? They want to be the champion, they want to be the face of the company, and... To also be fair, nine times out of ten when the WWE doesn't see that in you, they're right. Now, there's always that exception. But nine times out of ten, I'd say, we'll say eight times out of ten, they're right. Yeah, they got a pretty good eye for it. Sean Spears is lighting up AEW, isn't he? Oh, he's killing it, guys. Come on. And then when you look at the priorities... Like, they did everything they could to keep Moxley because they know he's a star. You know what I mean? 
Exactly. Like, so, so you know, they couldn't give him maybe the freedom that he wanted, and it, it, from the way he talked, it would not have mattered. But like, you, people need to kind of realize that like some of these pictures that are painted by disgruntled employees and by dirt sheet writers that have an agenda, they're cloudy pictures, man. And things aren't necessarily as dire as people want to make it. Because if they were, you wouldn't see people like Kofi Kingston in a New Day signing five-year contracts at this stage in their career. You know what I mean? Uh, that's... Why does no one understand that? I don't know. Because they'll make the excuse that they just want the money. They just did it for the money. They don't care about the art of wrestling. They just did it for the money. Like, and obviously let me tell some you something. Let me have... tell you something. Yeah, let me tell you something, man. I am miserable at my job, and I do it for the money because I can't find anyone stupid enough to pay me as much as this company does that I work for now. But I don't make enough money to where I could just say F it and walk out, and a lot of these guys do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of these guys have enough money in the bank now. CM Punk, They, they yeah. wouldn't be signing. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't be signing a five-year extension to stay somewhere they were miserable. They just wouldn't. Like, if someone called me and said, hey, I'm going to pay you the same amount of money to, to do another job that you're making now, and it's going to suck, but it's going to suck slightly less, I'd leave in a heartbeat without even knowing what the job is. But I can't find that money match. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at. That's yeah. not where these guys are. And they're choosing to stay. So I think I think that should kind of just put a lot of that other rumor and innuendo to rest. But I got nothing else, Mike. It wraps up my predictions. I think it was a solid year of predictions. Um, I hope that everyone has a very Merry Christmas. Uh I don't know what we're going to do for New Year's. Uh, we might just take a week off. I might put something together. We might put something small together. Um, but man, Mike and I have been hammering these out every single week for, what, three years now together? Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe just under three years. It's been a long time. And I think we deserve a break. And I'd like to take a break. I know Mike would probably like to take a break. So I think this might be our final show for 2000. Uh, for the year, and then we'll come back following uh, the new year in the second week of January. How's that sound, Mike? That sounds like perfection, man. Since it's the final, since it's the final episode of the year, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do you a solid. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. You gotta kill one. You gotta fuck one. You gotta marry one. Stacy Keebler. Really try. Really try. Ooh, no caveats. No caveats. Stacy Keebler. Hold on. Tori Wilson. Okay. Okay. Uh. Stacy Keebler. Tori Wilson. Um. Oh. Uh. Uh. The the new blonde girl. You know. Mandy Rose. Yeah. Man. Stacey Keeler, Tori Wilson. I mean, you're marrying Stacey Keeler, clearly, right? Yeah, obviously. That's I obviously mean, what you're doing. 
that's the obvious choice. And then, I mean, it's really kind of a toss-up. Fucking Tori Wilson. I hate to kill either one. But, man, just for childhood, it's probably Tori. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to... I'm effing Tori and killing Mandy. Sorry, Mandy. Yeah. All right, man. So that was a good one, and it's probably not going to happen again for a while. Any, uh, any other day, it could go the other way. So, you know, no no hate on anyone. I'm glad no one smelled like trash. Guys, I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We'll catch you next year. And have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, guys. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Beautiful. We love you. Have a great year. New episodes of Drive-By drop every Saturday on iTunes, Spotify, and the iHeartRadio app. Subscribe and make sure you never miss a single one. And keep the conversation going on Facebook at Drive-By Pod. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. This has been a presentation of the Near Fall Network.